Welcome to Creative Hood. I'm Melanie, your host, and today we are joined by Chad. Hello. How are you doing? I am alive and well. Very good, very good. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh man, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled too. This is going to be great. I'm really excited about this episode in particular because Chad is one has one of those jobs that you don't know about in advertising until you're in it. So, what do you do? Well, if you're like a creative person, you don't know because you had no clue. I remember this. Um, I remember the first time you asked me that question, actually. I still don't know what I... <laughs> That's the truth. Like, my parents... So, I'm an account uh, creature, uh, otherwise known as an account manager. Um, and one of the biggest challenges as an account person, every account person can identify, is explaining what we do. Because we pretty much do it all. Um, the, the quickest, easiest answer is uh, we make sure the work gets done. Um, so, so all the stuff you see, whether TV, radio, print, and they're brilliant creative minds like Melanie that come up with that stuff, but they are not responsible for getting it in and printed and approved and being told what to do and having it done right and proofread, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's very true. Maybe we can talk through kind of the process of a creative idea from start to finish, how it comes, kind of define like what a client is, what they do. Because for a young person, maybe thinking about advertising, it's a whole world that like, oh man, I, I didn't know about until I had an internship and mm-hmm. was at an agency. First, let's define what is a client. Uh, the people who pay to get stuff done um, is, is the simple. Um, they're they're the brand, right? They're the mm-hmm. the the person, the 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 entity that the advertising is created for. Um, so for every Pepsi, Coke, McDonald's, uh, the clients are the actual people working at those companies in the marketing department that's responsible for getting that stuff done. Um, and then, they have the budgets, they have the money. Yeah. So now let's say they want a TV commercial for the Super Bowl. Right. All right. So they have that. That's the request. What's the next step that they do? First of all, everything starts with a brief. Um, And I'm sure you have a strategist on here at some point and they could talk the intricate details of a brief. Mm -hmm. But it it all starts by them defining what they want to do. So it starts with, you know, different clients have different issues. Sometimes it's just like we want to be cool at the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But there's always a there's always a business related stuff, a business related challenge or problem. Um, and, and even even when it is to make it cool, you're still advancing the bottom line. Like, Coke doesn't do a Super Bowl spot just for that to be cool. It's it's so that you could think of Coke in a certain way, mm-hmm. and that ultimately transfers to sales. Uh, so it all starts like if a client calls, whether a client we have or don't have, we'll say, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? What's your business problem? Uh, we lost X million last year. And this, or it's, we want to shift our brand, right? We want, Mm -hmm. we want our brand personality to be this. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to appeal to right now. A lot of sales are coming from 55s and older and they're not going to drink Coke anymore. And this is a bad example because I'm like, (laughs) Coke's demographic is not that. Um, (laughs) We're just making stuff up. I'm just naming X brand here. It's not Coke. Um, We want to shift our demographic. We want like younger people to start buying. Therefore, we want to. We want millennials in or we want Gen X in 
etc. And uh, we want them to think of us as X, right? So all that stuff gets defined. There's research. I mean, depends on the client. They, some clients spend a lot of money, some don't. Um, there's tons of research that goes into this singular document that we hand off to the Melanies of the world mm-hmm. that says, here's the objective. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here's the challenge that gets in the way of that. Here's, here's like some uh, insight derived from either data, either qualitative or quantitative. So sometimes it's, it's all statistics-based and they do surveys and just tabulate numbers. Sometimes it's people talking to people and getting insights from whatever customer or consumer or it's, it's like research that you can go find in a research um, database. Yeah, database. There you go. <laughs> um, secondary research. And all that, so there's like a cool insight. So, I don't know. Uh, and that's and it, the strategist working right, on that the strategist kind of stuff, defines, right? I was trying to think of an example of a cool insight for a thing that already exists, but I'm not going to bother. Um, and, and then that boils down to like, here's the thing, like what we want to say. And that get, mm-hmm. get, boils down to like a line or two. Um, right. We want to say Coca-Cola X. is the drink of the next generation. Boom. And then. And then we give it to you. So, so, in, so as from an account that. person, we're going back and forth with the client. If there's research involved or strategists involved, we're setting up the meetings. We're, we're like um, establishing the budget. If there's a contract, we're facilitating. Uh, we, we go make sure we have a team. So in every agency, there's a cre- creative resource manager. Mm-hmm. And the account person reaches out to that person and goes, we have this cool brief. We need creatives that you think would fit this. We're talking to young people, so it'd be great to have young creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like from that elementary stage, even like just getting food for meetings, like on, if you're a junior account person, it's all of the above. It's making the whole engine go because Melanie's job is and creative's job is to focus on what on that idea. The strategist's mm-hmm. job is to focus on the strategy and the data and all that stuff. And then the account people kind of just we're the liaison between everyone. We're the, like the thread mm-hmm. in all of it that, that you're in gets constant it going. communication with the client right. and you get that brief approved by them. So then the creatives, we have a kind of thing to refer back to of like, yes. we did our job. We, our ideas right. accomplished these things. That, that's, an, that's an important part of it. Cause um, we're in the communications business, but first and foremost, if the communication internally like between entities and parties, like client, agency, creative strategist, if that's not right, you're going to end up with crap work, right? Because the game of telephone is a real thing <laughs> in an agency. It's like magnified in an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like we have to make sure like at every point, like, okay, you agree to this, right? Okay, you agree to this. You agree to this word, right? Like every word gets measured and, and analyzed. Mm-hmm. And then once approval happens, then you start working. And then you carry that throughout and you are creating this relationship with the client. So right. then when the next brief comes around, you're that point person that they're going to and you kind of do the whole process. Again, exactly. Right? Uh, and then there are levels, right? So you have from your director or group account director, and we won't define all that, down to like assistant account executive, which is for all intents and purposes, the bottom of the totem pole. Totem pole. Um, at the higher level, like they're really responsible for that client relationship. And, and like pushing the client to, to figure out objectives and getting into the business. A good account person, I had a boss that told me once, a good account person treats the client's business like their own and they get familiar with it as if it's their own. Uh, and then you could kind of, if you could think, not like them because you want to bring fresh perspective, but if you could think with that, 
with their that their business is your own, you're gonna think of everything that's in the best interest of that business, right? From mm-hmm. communication throughout. Um, and and like owning that, like a good account person is a good entrepreneur and they can they can because they touch everything. Like it's it's budget, it's it's media, it's so you like you're talking to magazines, you're talking to 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 um, lawyers, like to get approvals. So you you kind of see the whole um, universe of that business. That's really cool. That's a good way to put it of um, treating it as your own business because um, from the creative perspective, a good account person like helps us push our creative and right. like which is a when- very singular tunnel vision <laughs> uh selfish attitude yeah but you know that's I, what I count people do. and creative people have have super beef i just want to that's true put that you out need there. to know about that yeah, no yes there's just because because it's what melody said like they just think there. we're there to sell their idea and to some degree we are but it, it's a dual kind of um uh, existence because you're an advocate for the client but you're also an advocate for the agency and a good account person figures out the right way to do that where you're, because the, if the work is good and you're advocating for the work, the right work, it is ultimately good for the business. Right. And if, if you have good clients that see that um, and, and, and good creatives, most creatives like are well-intended. And yeah. it's, it's not well, no, there's a, business objectives right. also. It's right. just it's can't be. It's not just like, let's go to the moon. The yeah. Like, let's go to Bali and shoot this cool spot. There's, <laughs> there's a reason. Like, and and if, it, if we don't meet that objective, you know, it's no more work. Mm-hmm. So how did you kind of get started in this world? Oh, what did you study in school? What was your first job? How um, did you find out about this career path? So it's weird. It's, it's like, it's super accidental. It's damn near embarrassing how accidental it was. <laughs> um, I wanted to be, coming out of high school, uh, I was always a decent writer, uh, and I was crazy into sports. And, I, you know, I lived on, like, ESPN and whatnot, and I had this idea I wanted to be a sports writer. I didn't know jack about journalism. Um, like, my parents, were, I'm from the Caribbean, my, my mother is so... So like the 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 universe outside of like Brooklyn and and what my mother did for work and and like my high school was was tiny right mm-hmm. um, so like in my head like a sports journalist just like watched sports and wrote about it right <laughs> yeah. um, and then then so I enrolled in journalism I went to the school uh, city college in the city so I went for journalism started like first semester. And then I started talking to like professors and stuff and doing research for the first time because my universe just expanded, right? And I realized or learned that sports journalists have to go interview people and kind of have to go seek these stories out. And it's not just mm-hmm. watching TV and writing about the game. <laughs> and I was, I was like painfully shy, right? Like what? I was, yes. I don't believe that. I, but it's, okay. it's true. I'm like, Journey everyone thinks I'm the human. super extrovert, but but it comes from a a place of like shyness and, and then the extrovert thing just became like a defense mechanism to like, cause I had to wow. get up in front of class and present. So you've really grown. Now like, he sings down the hallways yeah, of his workplaces and yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but it's deep down I'm still, I'm still kind of shy. Anyway, to save that for the psychoanalysis uh, podcast. Um, so, so I started looking through like the course book. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can't, I hate math and science. Like I have to write. That's something. how I picked my like. And I saw copywriting, and it was under the advertising thing. I was like, "This looks interesting." And I don't even think I spoke to anyone. Like, I f- maybe I did, but I switched. 
Like, that's what I was going to do. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, actually, I didn't, because I remember, like, I didn't speak to anyone. Like, I didn't know anything. Because yeah. I remember I, I had this, like, weird odd job on a weekend, and this lady was asking me, I was like, yeah, I'm switching to copywriting, but, like, yeah, I think, like, you write, or, but I had it kind of confused with, like, like, legal copyright. Yeah. I was all confused. I, I didn't know the difference when I, I first heard the word either. I was like, who would want to do that yeah. for the rest of their life? Right. Like, I thought copyright? it was, like, writing legal shit. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and then I, like, I started going to classes, my first like media one-on-one and I kind of just like fell in love. And by the time I got to junior year and we were like working on campaigns, like I thought I was going to be the greatest creative of all times. Like I thought I was going to be a copywriter, but my school, the advertising program was kind of young. This is not to bash the school, by the way. Um, it just wasn't as in, it wasn't an intensive program. Like we had a cap class where we did stuff and, um, but it wasn't like geared at coming out with a portfolio, right? right. There were things there, but what, what you ended up needing to be a creative is a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, I didn't have the, I didn't have enough drive. Like I was kind of lazy. I was like playing poker t- t- 10 <laughs> hours a day, um, worried about sports and basketball and whatnot. And I didn't dedicate myself to becoming a writer. So while there were other kids in my class that like went to SVA and, and like became creatives, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't push that further. We had a intern relationship, my school did, with Y&R. Mm-hmm. Like, Y&R, like, I didn't even know, like, who they were and what they wore. But you should know Y&R if you listen to this. Yeah, Young and Rubicam. They've Rung. recently merged. Yes. And so it's now They were the first, like, they're the reason advertising is referred to as Madison Avenue. I think. Pretty sure of that. They started in 1923. Like, just historically, they inspired a lot of Mad Men all the all the like the the stereotypes about advertising from from back in the day, Y&R kind of created those sort of. Um, so I started this internship program. It was in account management. I also did not know what that was. <laughs> I, I lie. We had we had a great. That would be doing Professor Keller a disservice. He did explain account management, but like as a kid and you're in college and you're reading in the the book, like you don't really get it. Yeah. Right. Like he Things explained it, and he always said you'll get it when you get there. Yeah. Um, and, and so I went in kind of knowing, but not knowing, uh, and then in my head, I was kind of going to transition to creative, but like I said, I never really, I never, I didn't follow through. And like the first three months passed for the internship, I got hired. Um, like it was like a spring internship. I got hired in the summer. Uh, and I, I, like, I, I probably shouldn't have been my, my internship resume said young and Rubicam with an N. <laughs> Not an M, because that's really what I thought it was. Uh, and I had, like, no, like, real work experience. I just showed up, and I was, like, I was happy a lot, and I smiled, and I said hi to people, and I was eager to do everything, and whatever. I got a job. Mm-hmm. Um, good attitude will bring you a atti- lot of Good attitude. Yo, seriously? Cannot stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Like, if you come in, and you're just, like, quiet, and you sit there, and... And I see millennials, not even millennials, I guess whatever, Jen, whatever, Jen, after me, the, the 22-year-olds now, yeah. they show up like expecting you to give them the world and like un, un, lay out the whole book for them. And that is not, that's not a thing, guys. Yeah. Um, you you got to like show up and you got to show that you want it and show that you're eager to learn and to do. And that that's like literally 75% of it. No one expects you to know anything coming out of college. You're going to learn it there. Anyway, did that, uh, and it just like year after year, like by year two, I still in my head wanted to be a creative, but like by year three, I was like, you know, this is it. I'm just going to stick here. I kind of, I toyed with like strategy or production, that stuff you learn about too. 
Um, yeah. Did that answer your question? Yes. Very thorough. That was a very long-winded way. Please edit out like 18 That's minutes cool. of that. No. This is great because seeing what those first steps were and then once you are in it, what did you learn that you didn't know account <laughs> management All of was? Microsoft Office. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, like so as, as a college kid, I wasn't, I was always bright, which was a crutch for me growing up because like, I didn't study much, but I, was, I could get A's. I was first in the class. So I, I never really like worked at anything. So like, I, would, I would literally play poker 10 hours a day in, in, like, in, in the school cafeteria. I would manage my absences. <laughs> so like, if you had like six absences before like, you were doctor grade or whatever, I would use every last one of them. Like, I had like, a thing. Like, okay, I got two more left. So I would skip class, like play poker. I would stay late, and and, and like I was on the basketball team and play whatever. I didn't like party a lot. It was just like poker and sports. Um, so like I didn't I didn't learn the things I should have. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not know PowerPoint. I did not know Office. I did not know Excel. Like I knew Word from doing papers and stuff. So all that stuff like you learn right away because it's like it's just the tools of the trade, right? Um, it's like and now with with like because of Apple and because of Google and everything else, like stuff like that is just second nature, right? Everyone knows Google Sheets now. Um, at least the bare, like the basics of it. So this, I learned that. I learned, I learned what they did. I learned, I learned about the approval process. I remember the first time uh, I got something from a creative and I didn't get it approved by the creative director and I just sent it to the client. Ooh. I learned that lesson really quickly. Um, learned how to, I was in charge of like award submissions. So like even that was like oh, a man. chore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I learned and then because I was interested in creative there was a lot of things that I then taught myself because this is pro tip here a good account manager should know what the bleep they're talking about um, you'll you'll be more credible to a client if you know the difference between a JPEG and a TIFF and a PSD or what a source file is what it actually takes to get the work done now I was I was lucky because I was interested in that stuff anyway. So I had taught myself Photoshop by that point. But like I taught myself the basics of Flash because we were doing banners then. Like digital was, it was like 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, digital wasn't new, but like the, the, the iPhone was coming. I remember the iPhone didn't drop yet when I started working. The iPhone was coming. Uh, we were doing like banners for like Blackberry and size. I was wow. learning like banner sizes. And I mean, banners were on websites back then, but it was like super heavy flash, that kind of stuff. So, and I was working on the digital side of the business. Um, so like I taught myself the basics of flash just so I could have, like know what I'm talking about to my people inside so I could get work done, but also to clients. Uh, so, so pro tip, learn, learn the t- kind of basic tools of the trade. Like learn what creatives do, learn what strategists do, um, and it'll help you a lot. What else did I learn? Um, just like also it's very important and I think you went through this corporate America is like another it's a different world yeah right I'd like, love to talk about this like the culture of it and yeah, how right. do you acclimate and like kind of play the game it was so to weird say. thank you for saying that <laughs> because I, I just at my at my latest role one of the things and, and it's more of like a leadership role um, one of the things that I've found like challenging is explaining to to younger people like this game that you play right and in in our world now that that thankfully 
celebrates the individual for who they are. And, you know, like corporate America isn't what it used to be. Everyone has to, like, I looked at, there was a picture in a creative director's office at YNR um, when I first started. And it was like 2002, or maybe it was earlier than that. And everyone was in a suit. Like mm-hmm. everyone. Creators right That's right on down. Completely different yeah. than what it was. Than what it was. Where, like, when I was we wearing were jeans and a t shirt, right? Yeah. Um, so so the culture in corporate America and business sh- tremendous shift. Mm-hmm. Late nineties, two thousands. And and so so like you were expected to fit your boss could yell at you, berate you, like you didn't have a say as a as a young, especially as a young employee, right? And now because of where we are culturally, uh, kids come in, I call them kids, sorry. Kids come in expecting to like be celebrated for who they are mm-hmm. and and not to be yelled at and you know their personality, whatever. And, and I'm like, yes, all that is true. And while I acknowledge I, 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 that is a better world to live in. But in order to succeed and to, to get where you're ultimately trying to go, there is a level of the game you have to play. If you're not a person that like likes to rush and look busy, fine. But if you don't display urgency for your for the bosses around you to see, you'll you'll get a rep for that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of perceived as oh they don't care about our business. They don't exactly right. If you're if you're and I went through this. If you're like always the the jokey kind of look like a date. No matter what you do on the side, if you project an image of. I don't work that much, and Melanie can attest that I do that because I, I walk around, I like to talk to people. I don't just sit at my desk and write emails. I sing in the hallways, and that perception of that's a slacker could could happen. Yeah, even um, if you are working your butt off, right? And like that's not what we see. What right. we see is you exactly having fun. Dress matters, even though we're not wearing suits anymore. The way you dress kind of matters, mm-hmm. right? Um, so especially as an account person, where like you're supposed to reflect. The client and yada yada. So there's a lot of dynamics there. We don't, we won't get it. But but corporate culture itself, knowing that just setting up meetings was a thing, um, knowing who to who to go to for approvals or who to respect and who to joke with and who not to joke with and mm-hmm. you and that's something you just can't learn until you're there. But but while you're there, you gotta you gotta like be in it. Yeah. Right. You, you can't remove yourselves. To. Like oh that's. I'm not into that or I'm not talking to that guy because he's the suit guy or like everyone's there for a reason and and you got to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to put it. And like there is a time frame of like observing and just like seeing how the ecosystem like at a certain agency works and like each workplace is different. You need to know, kind of feel out who are the go-to people, who yep. are the people I need to talk to to get more work and like yep. really put yourself out no there. No HR. They're your friend, kind of not, kind of are. <laughs> um, but you should know who they are. They're going to help you. Um, just like, you know, the back-end stuff, which is like super important. Um, Did you have... 401ks, people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a little financial advice in there. Did you um, have anyone in your life that had a career that kind of like advised you on no, this sort of thing? No. Like, so my mother worked at an office. Um, it's like a, a tourism um, outfit with like, like Caribbean tourism stuff. Um, so like I was used to, that was my only like office perspective. But it was still like this this very Caribbean culture, Caribbean people. Like I was I was young, so like I called like her coworkers, like aunt, whatever. Um, and 
but that was like my only perspective. Like, I'll be honest, like I was never around that many white people. Like that is a shift, mm-hmm. right? Like culturally, coming from the Caribbean, growing up in like Brownsville, Brooklyn, um, going to high school with like two thousand plus kids, like ninety nine percent black, uh, going to City College where it was like mixed crowd, but a lot of um, uh, Latin, Latin influence, Latin mm-hmm. black, young, urban kids. I was from a very urban environment, and now you take me and put me in like the heart of Madison Avenue, corporate America. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a bit. It was a mind shift, and my way to do it. I mean, I had the personality by then to just like smile and and whatever, which is a. It's just like not. If if you grew up in urban culture, smiling at strangers is not a thing, mm-hmm. right? It's like not the norm. And like here, you're expected to like walk on the elevator and say, "Hey, man, how are you?" That was different. Yeah. Like I, I didn't get it. Why are you saying well, you don't? Care? To this now, I'm like by then I was I was playing the game. I learned the game early. And I started to play it. Now when people go like, "How are you? How was your week?" And I was like, "You don't really care. Stop." <laughs> because that's how I'm wired. Like I'm not I'm not wired for that kind of semi. I don't want to call it pretentious because it's it's more than that. It's just like it's cultural. It's a different. It's a yeah, cultural difference. The different formalities, kind of. Right. Just, exactly. So yeah. if How you're you if you're young and urban, I don't I don't want to say that. It, 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 I don't want to. It's like nah. It's too boxy. Maybe we should take that part. I don't know. You decide. Well, most of it. So I grew up like near Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. and it's super diverse. And I was the only white person like among my friends. Most of my friends were mm-hmm. like Cuban or from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Caribbean as well and so even for me there was kind of a culture difference moving to New York City I was Mm -hmm. like oh wow there's a lot of white people which is like weird (laughs) for me to say you know that's why we love Melanie so (laughs) I know and I I went to YNR and I found my people there too (laughs) 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 it's funny um but I love it. Like, I love that diversity. And that's kind of why I'm passionate about this podcast, too. Because in my life, I didn't have anyone that had a typical career. My dad worked in a jail for 38 years. And so that was his office. Right. And, like, he did a great job. I was dedicated to his job. And that's kind of, I just learned work ethic from him. Right. But I didn't know what corporate America looked like. Right. And, like, had to do that much less, like, what a creative career looks like in this whole world of mm-hmm. advertising. Mm-hmm. And so it just took a while to learn and get acclimated to all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, like, save people time if I can, you know? And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's what to expect and also what opportunities are open to you and, like, all these different things. So with account management, um, what should someone who's young know about it? Like, what could they do today? What could they start studying? What is applicable Here's here's the weird thing you can't you can't learn it, but I will say there are certain traits that personally, to be honest, I don't necessarily have um, that that would help you excel at a, like if you're if you're the if you're like the leader in your your group and you organize the gang and whether it's an outing or dinner or whatever and you're like the logistics person or you're coordinating and you like like that stuff, it's for you. If you're if you're into you want to learn business, um, and like like the doing of business, people just say like when I go like he's a businessman like that's business is a lot more intricate than just like well, I'm making business deals. <laughs> like I've never made a business deal, but I've been in business for twelve years. Um, 
if if you're if you want to learn the ins and outs in that or or you already have some kind of passion i feel like now like a younger person because of the internet could learn a lot more how to do stuff mm-hmm. and be exposed to a lot more things early like there are like 17 year olds who have their stuff to get like yeah. starting businesses and all that stuff if you're that type account management's good for you right um you go to an organization and i don't know you like money and charts and 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 that stuff it's good for you but but the actual ins and outs of it i I wouldn't there's no book you can read right there's no like if you like people i'll I'll add that one in that's important Mm. because a lot of it for all the doing we do like client services the ability to listen if you're a good communicator because the game of telephone like i said is very real right clients it happens today i sit on phone and clients would say one thing and i'm guilty of it sometimes Right, and that's why like we work in a team and we keep each other. But clients would say a thing, and someone also respond was like, "Did you not hear what they actually said?" Like you gotta, you gotta read between the lines. You gotta, mm-hmm. you, you gotta know how to interact. You gotta know how to get it out of them. Right, like think that creativity. It's not just about being creative. When you put a piece of work on the table, it's not just art open for interpretation. Right, you are you are selling that work to an audience that has their like already human expectations in today's I hate saying today's world I'm an old person now in today's (laughs) world like because of Photoshop and the proliferation of media and everything people are more exposed to creativity advertising used to be like the magic Mm -hmm. right no one there weren't courses for it like you didn't study it people just got into it and it was like very special people and it was like a very special sauce that went into it and that veil is gone yeah. Like anyone and their mother could open a, like build a website now. Like all that stuff was reserved for advertising. Like you can make a video and edit it on your phone and put a tagline on it and put a, like people are more aware of that stuff than ever before. So now when it's a tough job for a creative now to sell work to a client, he already comes in thinking he knows what it should be. Mm-hmm. Right. And has a greater understanding than anyone did 20 years ago. So now you're fighting that. And, and and now you're getting feedback that's reflective of that. And that feedback is is attacking your soul because it's still a piece of art. Creativity is still a piece of art. And when a creator puts it on the table, it's still something that came out of them regardless of all that it went through. It's still, and, and you, you got to hear that and, and have it changed mm-hmm. to something you might not think is better. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's going to keep your paycheck coming. Yeah. And keep that's tough and account people like we're there to help listen to all that and that requires communication skills and the ability to take feedback and give it and and push like one of the greatest things we do and and the good the really good account people that that creatives like but also clients like are the ones who can listen to all that stuff and push back but push back in a smart way not from like you're attacking our work it's yeah but if the business and looking back at the brief and saying well if you want to accomplish this then this is what this does. Making your logo bigger doesn't help the cause. Like, and and that that back and forth to be able to get somewhere and resolve something and then finish that piece of work is super important. Shut up now. It's a great way to put it. No, Sorry. you're so good at explaining what an account manager does and you're so passionate about it. Like, there's not a lot of account managers who love what they do. I mean. <laughs> and so finding one who understands the some ecosystem. days i love it. it it's a tough i'll be honest i'm not even gonna there, there are gonna be days like with any we're like you're like 
I have kissed way too much butt today. <laughs> like, 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 are there going to be days where like, where is my soul? <laughs> like, yeah. or, what or, side am I on? Right, right, and then the, right. There are times when you're like gonna hate creative because they are creatives that really only think about what they get to put in their book or their reel, right? And they're not thinking about like getting the job done. And then there are times when, like, I've caught myself trying to get the job done. Like, it re- it's reverse, right? I, I'm trying to get the job done and trying to get signed off. It's like, oh, for the love of God, this is round five. Can we just do what the client wants? Please. Right? Yeah. And I've caught myself like, wait a minute, but it's the wrong thing. And that's why they're fighting. Right? Yeah. And, and if you could at least empathize with that, like, there are going to be times when everyone just goes, all right, guys, let's just go home tonight. Let's get the job done. It is what it is. We've tried. We put our soul into it. Um, and there are other times it's 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 worth pushing. So, like, there are days I'm like, ah, I have no soul left. Um, <laughs> there are days you feel and defeated. you come home and make your own music. And you come home and You have your own creative endeavors, too. I, I get what it off somehow. Do? And you cook. I, I do cook. What do you like to do outside of your typical Golf. I'm obsessed work. with golf. It's it's, a re, it's like a it's like a past eight months, but I'm like I'm obsessed. It is all I do on the weekend now. Um, it's a terrible habit. Uh, other than that, I try to write. I haven't for a while, but um, I write. I do things. I cook. Mm-hmm. Um, You've recorded a couple tracks of music and you texted it to us. All bad. They're fun. All bad. My first song They're was fun. was uh, written with melody actually. <laughs> Did I write it with you? You didn't write it with me, so. but remember that the first song I, I had recorded, which wasn't yeah. me singing, but the one that that girl sang, yeah. the guitar. That, I think I was, was around. It was I didn't me, you, and Ye. No, no, yeah. no. No, no, no. You get credit, right? Watch her take me to this court in so 15 long. years. <laughs> we were sitting around. Me, you, and Ye were sitting around. One had the little drum oh, thing. the beach And the song? little three. Right. Not the beach one. The love, the like, maybe it's love. Uh, I have the original yeah, yeah, recording yeah. for that. And there's like a three-string ukulele because one of the strings is broken. And I didn't know how to play it. <laughs> we were just, and we just like came up with this song. Like maybe it's like... And like we were just like freestyle. Like you were... Yeah. Like you didn't like write it, write it. But you were there and whatever. We're and then it became like I finished the fun. song and had someone like record it. And you were a part of that original... Fun times. Fun times. We had good times at YNR. That, I think it was really fun too because... Us, the creative department, we got close, but we also got close with the other departments, which maybe is common, maybe is not so common. I'm not sure. That was it, like my only experience. To some degree, it was really fun. I think a lot of creative people hang out, obviously, um, but th- you'll know the good account people by the ones that hang out with the creatives. But agencies themselves are like they become familial because you spend so much time, and and the stuff I was just describing about like your souls on the line. Like a creative soul, but but also an account manager soul is on the line every day. And you, you have this like soul meld, yeah. right? Because a lot of the times you are swimming upstream and you're trying to do the right thing for the communication mm-hmm. and, and not like get it watered down. Like because because we are there's there's a there is still a magic, whether people believe it or not, there's still a magic to advertising. And there's a magic to communication. And it's not necessarily all about like, I'm going to say exactly what I want to say to my consumers in these words, right? It's, it, it's there's <laughs> an intangible thing. Like magic is magic. There have been spots made where no one said a word. Yeah. Right? And they've just, they've communicated more than if 
you just said it. And you look at Apple, like look at the iPod ads when they first came out. It was a silhouette with a white, but it communicated everything you need to know. It's mm -hmm. sleek, it's cool, it's white, it's... It's for anyone. It's for, it's just, communication is subtle. And and because of all the stuff I described with, with like people's expectations, and, and that's why like there's, there's always a tension, a good tension between agencies and clients. Um, because because at the end of the day we're all we're trying to find that magic and it's why it's worth that's the stuff i care about like i'm passionate about yeah. that and there's a process to it right so so because someone could like go on photoshop and retouch something in 15 minutes it doesn't mean you can create a good ad in two days yes can someone come up with something to put on a piece of paper and have words on it and you could print it in a magazine and call it an ad yes but there is a iterative process to creativity about putting it on the wall and staring at it and not doing a thing, just like staring at it and thinking about like every single angle. And that, and that one print ad, that one piece of eight and a half by 11 paper could take like two weeks. But at the end of that two weeks, you're gonna get a, a, a subtle, delicate piece of communication that does what you want it to do. And when we ignore that process, Bad things. We happen. have a guest. <laughs> oh snap! Well, considering we have I got two questions, I got locked out. And the then we'll day. wrap it up. Hi guys. Hello. Yay, Sally just made it. By the it way, in the two house. of the most creative people of all time just walked into my crib. They'll be. We're the gonna next keep. Interview. We better keep this in the podcast. We'll keep it in. I didn't even put the rice yeah. on there. Okay. Yeah. So there's two questions that I ask everyone at the end of the podcast, which, yeah, you can start thinking about your answer now. One. Shoot. How would you define creativity? Life. Like, creativity is everything, man. It's, it's not, there's, no, there's no definition. Like, the, the reason you look outside, the reason those, like that house and that, that like roof is shaped the way it is, Right, because it used to be just like mud and flat and and bushes with. Someone thought it like that's creativity, right? It's 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 constantly find, finding new ways to do. This. In our profession, it's ads and commercials and new ways to communicate. But creativity is new. That's how I define creativity. New. If it's a new way to think about, and new is, isn't always like groundbreaking. New could be like super subtle. It could be iterative, right? It's the difference between like a wooden wheel and a metal one. Same shape, same function, different material. Lasts longer, travels over different roads. Civilization moves forward a million miles. Yeah. Like that's creativity is everything. It should be. We should all strive to like everyone's creative. I believe that. There's some people who can do it professionally and others who can't. Turn that turn that fire down. I, I smell it doing weird things. Chad is cooking us food right now. No, no, down, like low. <laughs> cooking, there's like, a lot like, of spices in there can I, can I just well, cooking like that that is my ultimate like I like creating stuff like I hate recipes because it removes like I follow Dude. a recipe if I like, completely just have no concept of something but but the, the, the thought and idea of stop walking you silly <laughs> the thought and the idea of like creating something from scratch I love I love just like opening my cupboard sometimes and like alright what can what can I come by? And not even like, oh, I need to be like, no, I'm hungry <laughs> and I need something to eat, but I need it to taste good. Oh, that'd be cool. 
and then that, and then what if I put this in it? Like that's. I'm excited I just to the, see the product. <laughs> it's gonna be a good pizza. Don't be a stereotype. That's, <laughs> Italians don't like when people do that. Continue. I've just recently All found right. out as I was cooking and humming Italian grandmother songs. Continue. Question two. Yes. What do you want to pass on to the next generation? Like generally or regarding advertising? Anything. You could do both. Um, I'll go with the advertising thing first. You know, if, 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 if people are listening to this, to trying to get into the profession or learn more about it, um, you got you got to care. Like this ain't the kind of job you show up and do for a paycheck. Although some some days it is, but but you you should care about about creativity and and new and 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 communicating and 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 doing what's right by not by the client. Although although it ultimately boils down to that, but but doing right by the the task. Right. And, and that should at least be always your first pass. Right. Like it, 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 sh- it should just be um, and, and be like a be a human. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's the that's the piece that goes like that's in the profession, but also outside. Like be a human. One of my biggest gripes in advertising is like we, we walk in and clients walk into their office and then they become marketers. Right. They went from like Joan, the human with two kids and I don't know, a mortgage and I don't know, a passion for tennis. And then she walks in and she becomes a client now. Um, and they got to say things a certain way. I need the logo a certain size. And, and like, we got to ask these certain types of questions. And like, we ignore the fact that like, Joan ignores the fact that like, she goes into the world and she mm-hmm. looks at advertising and the stuff she likes, guess what? Everyone else likes. So don't come to work now and be a marketer and just make things that your boss likes. Mm-hmm. But it goes both ways. Agency people, we walk in and we become agency people. And we forget that, like, okay, that's another human on the end of the phone. Or, or that's, that's, that create, creative person is, like, a person. Or that account person is a person. And, yeah. and it's How not... How are you going to make that human connection? And if this the human, good communication, like, throughout the history of time, comes out of good human connection. Mm-hmm. If you connect, you can communicate. It's, it's really simple. Yep. But people forget it. And... Like just just be a human, whoever you are out there in podcast <laughs> land, whether at work or whatever. If you just be a human, try to understand other people. It'll get you further. Yeah, that's great. It. Thank you, that's Chad. Like generic, right? It was a good answer. All right, well, I like saying. I put, I put my sauce on say. it. Now I'm about to go cook this curry chicken. Yummy! I cannot wait. Thank you, Chad, for your time. Thank you, Melanie, And all for your great me. experience that you shared with us today. Bye-bye. Thank you, my dad. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.